Oh my goodness, we have another giveaway. Did you know that? Oh my goodness, this is the third one. I know! Again, Why Watch That has partnered with Paramount Pictures. And we're giving away... Three copies of... Office Christmas Christmas Party! Unrated. Oh. Now, this is coming out um, nationwide April 4th which is already passed, but it's coming out. But we're going to give away three copies of Office Christmas Party. And one winner will also get a T-shirt included with that. So that'll be our grand prize. We're giving away three copies, and one wonderful listener will get not only a copy, but also a T-shirt. Now, if you want to know a little bit about Office Christmas Party from our perspective, what can they do, Critic? They can certainly go to whywatchthat.com, check out our sneak peek review of it. Oh, my goodness. And look, everybody, they say unrated. I can't imagine Oh boy. what's coming in this DVD based on what was rated. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, again, go to our website, whywatchthat.com, and be one of the wonderful winners to win not only a chance to win a DVD of Office Christmas Party, but you might get the T-shirt. I want one. Nah, you can't enter. <laughs> On this episode of Why Watch That. That's my point. They, look, they go, oh, he went to NYU, MFA. We can give him anything. Hold on. Why'd you just have him say it in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is going into Star Trek. So. Leading Star Trek. She there you not, she's driving the ship. <laughs> there you Well, we're moving on up. You know, so please. Congrats, Nico. You are amazing. Sasha is gone, but she went out with a bang. I'm going to tell you that. So they pull in Bill Nye's character, Ambrose <laughs> Hilliard. <laughs> the actor. The actor. Okay. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. The Why Watch That Talk. All right, listeners, I know what you're thinking. More TV? Yes, more TV. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It is the season. So (laughs) we're definitely going to talk about it, but not too long because we really want to throw in our hats and tilt to them a little bit for these next, what, five TV shows that have concluded their seasons and or their you know, little series. Yeah. So let's get started right away with a show that's ended a little bit ago on NBC called This Is Us. Oh. Now, the both of us, we've watched um, this season. It's its first season. And I remember when it first came out, everybody, that first episode, they were trying to figure out, how are these people connected? What's going on? This big, huge mystery. And finally, we get settled in in the fact that it's a family. It's about a family who... It's a family affair. It's a family who is very unconventional. 
And they have a lot of twists and turns within the family, and we sort of ride along with it. And the finale was uh, no different. So at this point, Critic, you have mixed reviews about This Is Us. I did. I did, but I started watching it with my family. <laughs> so I really enjoyed the relationship between the Sterling... Um, Kay Brown. Kay Brown's character and his father, who passed away in the season... Sorry if that spoiled it for you, but, you know, you kind of are behind. And at this point, they're looking to clear up whether their father lives or dies and or what the future of his relationship is with their with the kids' mothers. That's right. Yeah. And and that's Milo Ventimiglia's character, Jack Pearson, and Mandy Moore's character, the mama. Rebecca Pearson. By the way, Ron Cephas Jones, I have to say, plays Randall's father, Sterling King Brown's father, as you said. Just a shout out to him. I think, you know, overall, this is good. This Is Us is a good network family drama. It is not perfect, not even close. And I understand why people like it. It's comfort food. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. But, I, you know, at the end, it did upset some people because they thought they would get the story of um, Milo's character and how he yeah. died. They didn't. So, I mean, I, that didn't upset me that much. I kind of appreciate that because it seemed too obvious that that was coming. Um, right. So that didn't mind me too much. But I do have to say, I'm sorry. Why are y'all giving Sterling K. Brown the line, I came, I saw, I conquered? Stop. <laughs> this but man. I will say that he, if you have to give it to someone, give it to him. That's my point. They, look, they go, oh, he went to NYU, MFA. We can give him anything. Hold on. Why'd you just have him say it in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, you know, I, I will continue to watch. I do also like to end it here. I like that it's only 18 episodes per season instead yeah, of 22, really nice. 24. Yeah. The only thing about that is I don't like that it drags out um, yeah. quite the, the, the lulls in between. But I will say, if you have not seen this, you can catch it on Hulu. Very, You better hurry up. Um, and it's a great binge watch. You can watch it right on through, and you will be satisfied, and you'll probably cry two or three times. And yeah, if you you, won't, you'll like these You'll people. tear, at least. Yeah, yeah these are likable people. Yeah. Moving on to people who may or may not be likable. That's <laughs> FX's Baskets <laughs> in its second season. And of course, we know that oh. Louis Anderson took away the Emmy. It was a very surprising um, Emmy win for him. And they brought him back. And word on the street is that his it's his season. Mama is back and she is wearing her house dress. <laughs> That's right. In and out of the house. Look. We've talked about this. We don't have to go too far into it. We know that Zach Galifianakis plays twin brothers, Chip and Dale, Baskets. And one of them's a clown. The other one is a clown in real life. Okay. And Louis Anderson plays the mother. And he plays it direct. Just no comment on it at all. And that's the brilliance of it. If you've seen this show, you will not be surprised why he won the Emmy. I suspect that he might be up for another after this season. It is the mama season. And he nails it. Mama starts falling in love. Mama starts trying to get her own life outside of her sons, including the other set of twin sons that she adopted, by the way. We meet her mother, who's crazy, and something happens to her. And as a result, we see that Christine Baskets, the mama, is going to be in charge. She's going to take this family to new heights. So I would say, if you haven't seen Baskets, just check it out. It is definitely weird. 
Now, you did say that this season yeah. has a little more dramatic feel to it than the last season. And that's because of the focus more on Christine Baskets. And Louis Anderson, I mean, who knew? Who knew from coming to America <laughs> that this man had this kind of depth as an actor? I mean, he's a comedian. He's a comedic actor. <laughs> they usually do. Moving yes. on to FX's other hit, and it was one of those sneaky surprise hits. Although it is a Marvel uh, nod, if you will, Legion, who stars one of Downton Abbey's beloved uh, characters as uh, Professor X's son. Now, the question is, is this a superhero show that we should watch or have we seen this already? You have not seen it. You should watch it. Period. Now... This is only eight episodes in the first season. It will be back in its second season for ten episodes. I like the episode count. They do not waste your time. It is visually a stunning. Oh, my. Okay, there is nothing like this on TV, visually or even thematically and storytelling-wise. I don't know how they have come up with plot points here. You, it is completely unpredictable what happens from moment to moment. You don't know where you are, whose consciousness is it. First of all, Legion, as you said, is Professor X's son. He doesn't know that. We see the journey of him discovering that, which is not predictable. He has been infiltrated by an outside entity, a mutant. His consciousness has been infiltrated since he was a baby. Mm. And the reason is that since he has those kind of psychic powers, he can withstand a second consciousness and he's not aware of it. So he encounters a girlfriend who has her own problems and powers and a group of people who want to help him and keep him safe from another group of people from the government that want to stop these mutants. And they help him to figure out what this evil consciousness is and attempt to extricate it from his consciousness. But we know bad things and some good things happen. So the question is in the second season, what in the world is going on with that other mutant that infiltrated Legion? And how are they going to corral that force before the world ends? Ends! Oh my gosh. You know what? I, it's hard to believe that the studio can okay both Legion and strangely Iron Fist. Like, how can that come out of the same? Well, how you can know, that come out of the same? But remember, for the X-Men stuff, that's still a Fox property. True, true, it's true. It's not but, just Marvel. I know, Mar Marvel yeah. has to give the nod. So, yes. it's, it's very strange that those two <laughs> both got nods, but we will check it out. Moving it's brilliant, on to, brilliant, brilliant. Moving on to HBO's Big Little Lies. Oh. And again, you've talked a little bit about this, and... Mm -hmm. It just concluded recently. Uh, we made it as a what? Pick uh, of the week. Pick of the week the other week. It is concluded. We know who did it and why and with what. Yeah, and who got the what done <laughs> to him or her. <laughs> okay, look. We know last year, Ref, we had the night of from HBO. Mm -hmm. Limited series. This is not the night of. No. The night of goes much deeper it has much uh, farther-reaching complications and, and implications than Big Little Lies. However, it's a similar success in that it delivers on its promise. Big Little Lies, it, it has a lot of shallow stuff. It is about rich people, all of that. But underneath the surface, there is a lot of darkness. So in the finale of this miniseries, just seven episodes, 
We see all the dark come out. I mean, they've been building up to it. We've seen it in snippets. I, some of it was really horrifying to watch. Really, it was. And I just have to say for them, they did a great balance of comedy, drama, and just complete darkness. I'm telling you, everybody, some of it, 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 it may, it's going to be a lot to watch in certain parts because there is a domestic abuse that's explored. And I, I'll just leave it at that. So you will, I'm guaranteeing it, be entertained by this miniseries. The performances top to bottom are absolutely yeah, amazing. Strong cast, strong I cast. Mean, and, and strong performances from the strong cast, like some of their best work. I mean, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman just does always, she does a great job, but really just beautiful work. Shailene Woodley, Alexander Skarsgård, who, I mean, he comes out and does great stuff. I'm just saying, everybody, Laura Dern, all of them, I congratulate them. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it. It will be a great binge watch, by the way. Now, we cannot conclude this TV uh, conclusion without this particular show. Uh, That's got Twitter and everybody under the sun up in arms because it was some major conclusions and some major questions still (laughs) out in the air. Some beloved characters have, have gone on and sacrificed their lives and their careers. Um... And no, we're talking about no other than The Walking Dead on AMC. One of um, my favorite uh, human beings, um, and she was a favorite, uh, was eliminated, so to speak. Yeah. But don't worry, she's coming back in a different way. That's right. In a different show. But I'll let you take over from here. That's right. Are we giving away who that is? Well, you know what? You can, If you're anywhere near social media, you're going to know. So why, you know. Yeah. We, we, alert, alert. A spoiler, spoiler, alert, alert. There you go. Right, yeah. So, you know, that we're talking about Sonequa Martin-Green, who plays Sasha on the show. Uh, she is going into Star Trek. So, Leading Star Trek. She's, there you not, she's driving the ship. There you Well, we're moving on up. You know, oh, so please. Congrats, Sonequa. You are amazing. Yeah, so con- definite congratulations to her. I will say... Sasha's, see, gone. Sasha's gone. Sasha is gone, and but she go- went out with a bang. I'm going to tell you that. She, well, she went out on her terms. Yeah. I'm not going to give that much away if you haven't seen it. Now, we know I've been talking about season seven. I've been saying it. Negan, for me, is a hurdle I cannot overcome. It's the character. It's just something about him. I want to kill him myself, so it's hard for me to watch and not think about that the whole time. It's distracting. Like, <laughs> it really like is. Jeffrey D. Morgan. You like, you like it. That's the only reason why, really, I'm still watching, to be honest. It's not even that this is bad. It's that it's so... It's so much in my mind when I'm watching that it's annoying me. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and they can't get this man, of course. If you know the comic books, you know that what's coming in season eight is a major storyline from the comic books with Negan. They are going to war with this man. And at, in the finale of season seven, we see the very beginnings of that. Does it begin well for Rick and company? No, but they have some tricks up their sleeve. We also see some other characters who are in dire straits, Michonne and others. So we'll see what happens as they regain their strength in season eight. I'll just say in season eight, you better get rid of Negan or I'm done. Like, that's it. <laughs> that is it. Well, um, uh, if you even go anywhere near Twitter or any social media at all, you will find out that the episode had major highs and major lows and also major zoo animals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll just leave it 
at that. Listen, yes. these are obviously not all the shows that have concluded, but we wanted to highlight a couple for you. If you want to check out um, our past uh, conversations about it, you can go to our website and check out a couple other episodes. Don't worry, though. This will not be our last conversation about television. Did you know? Part one. I'm back with a did you know. <laughs> Golly, that's no fair. Ooh, let me brush my shoulders off now. Oh, boy. I have a very important question for you, Ref. Very important. Oh, okay. <laughs> and this will learn all of us when we get to the answer. Ooh. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Love her. Was crowned Ooh. as the next first lady of the American screen <laughs> by which iconic actress who's come back to prominence recently? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, iconic actress. Uh, well, go ahead and think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and we'll see what you have to say after this break. You know what? This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two. So we're back. Yes. What are you thinking? Um, you said that Meryl Streep, the probably greatest actress of our generation, yep. um, was crowned by someone saying that she was the greatest, crowned by another great actress that's coming to prominence. That's right. Uh, you've got to be talking about... Joan Crawford. Oh, very close. But it's not her. So who does it have to be? Betty Davis. Yes. Get out of here. That's right. Betty Davis. Could you imagine? Now, how was she? How did that work? Well, you know, look, she saw Meryl Streep coming. And here's the thing about Betty Davis. She, if you've been watching Feud, you know that she appreciates a good acting. That's it. So she saw a young Meryl Streep. She was like, that's the next me. <laughs> Jeez. Well, she, she thought yeah. a little bit of herself, didn't she? <laughs> that's right. And we know some other actresses. I'm not talking about Joan Crawford. Didn't quite agree. I'm not going to get into that. But we all know the truth. We all know the truth. And we do have to say, happy birthday to Betty Davis. Uh, oh, get out. It's her birthday. Yeah. Wednesday, April 5th. She was born, and we know that her star burns brightly and will live on forever. Yes, via Meryl Streep. (laughs) Back to Why Watch That. A Why Watch That sneak peek. Well, the Creek and I got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie, Their Finest, coming out April 7th this week. And uh, we actually got to see this at Sundance Film Festival. We did. (laughs) So it's been a while. But we wanted to highlight it because we've got some of our favorite British actors in it. Uh, Gemma Arterton. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam uh, Claflin, who you may you 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 definitely know who he is. Bill Nye. Good <laughs> gracious, and Jack. Not Christian. the science guy, by the way. Not the him. science guy, although he uh, is crazy. Jeremy Irons <laughs> makes an apart appearance. Like just a ton of wonderful people. It's directed by Lone Scherfig and written by Gabby Chape or yeah, Chape. Chape. And uh, it's based on a Lisa Evans novel. Now, again, their finest is releasing, but it was already pre-released uh, in various places. So you'll be able to catch it in a theater, hopefully, uh, art house or something like that near you. But let's talk about the plot. Yeah, so it's uh, 1940 mm-hmm. in London. Yay. And there's a war going on. We all know that. Now, look. Yeah, You yeah. know there's the war. The Great War there. Now... What they've determined is they need to uh, create propaganda films to boost the morale of the nation and even other nations. Yeah, America uh, specifically. Right. So what they do is they have uh, this British ministry that starts producing these films. Now, of course, they need writers. They need directors. They need crew. They need stars. Mm -hmm. So who do they turn to? Well, they hire... uh, Katrine Cole. I'm not sure how to say her name, but that's played by Gemma Archerton. She's a script writer, and she's in charge of writing the female dialogue. Which was pretty innovative for them back then to have a female in the writer's room. Exactly. So, you know, we have those dynamics in the movie as well. Now, her husband isn't quite cotton into that idea. He's not really supporting her. No, he's an artist, and he's just sort of uh, more of a man's man kind of guy. Yeah. Now, her her boss, shall we say, the lead scriptwriter, Buckley, is played by Sam Claflin, and that's Tom Buckley. And what's going on between the two of them? Now, remember, hmm. uh, Katrine, she is married. <laughs> is Tom married? And what does that mean? Now, they figure out that, of course, she has the good. She has the skills to do this work. And they need to figure out how to rush these films out before they actually get some bombs dropped on them. So they pull in Bill Nye's character, Ambrose <laughs> Hilliard. <laughs> the actor. The actor, okay, from London. And, you know, he needs all of his pampering and he does his preening <laughs> that Bill Nye is great at. Okay. <laughs> they also need to pull in an American actor, well, not actor, but an American war hero mm-hmm. to be in these movies to gin up support from America. So we Play, see that. Played by Jake La- Lacey. Lacey, yes. Mm-hmm. So we have that going on and he can't act. <laughs> no. So they have all of this going on, everybody. But again, the question is, can they get this done before they're wiped out by some bombs? I mean, my goodness, at yeah. the end. And who falls in love or not? Or not. And you know what? We have to cap the uh, plot line mm-hmm. with this. It is a very lighthearted, um, somewhat. I mean, obviously you're dealing yeah. with war. You're dealing with women being up, underrepresented and discriminated against. You're dealing with, you know, aging actors. You're dealing with all those kind of subject matters. Yeah. But you're also, it's it's in the British light kind of way. But by the time you get to the end of the film, it is a different film. Yeah. Things do take a turn. Something does happen. And all of a sudden you're left with, you know, pieces that you have to pick up so mm-hmm. so 
what is our review? You keep going, Ref. You I, know I what? I have to very quickly. Um, when we saw this at the Sundance Film Festival, it was actually, I think this for me was the last film I saw. Mm. For some reason, every film that I saw that day was dreary, dark, horrific, disgusting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just was a lot happening. And to end the day with their finest, for some reason, they rated it rated R. But yeah. to me, it is not rated R. There is one scene that, um, you know, a, a woman walks in on something and she sees something happening. And so you kind of have to wrap your mind around that. But all in all, it's a very lighthearted, light movie. Um, beautifully, to me, played by actors that are doing their work. Their, Bill Nye is, for that, is worth it. Especially him playing an actor. <laughs> a needy actor. Like, you know, especially the woman who whips him into place, even I don't even know her, what her name is. She was wonderful. Gemma was wonderful as this kind of naive girl. Sam, their chemistry together was great. Uh, you get, you also get a little Jeremy Irons coming in, uh, laying down the hammer. Eddie Marson comes in and does his creepy thing. So it's, it's, <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely a wonderful, lighthearted thing until you get to the end where you do see some very, definite things some definite conclusions happen and it does take a turn but for me this is a no-brainer do you have to go to the movie theater to see it not necessarily but if you do what a wonderful delight it will be for you um you won't be thoroughly disappointed 15 dollars maybe Mm -hmm. but if you know going in that it's not going to it's not going to rewrite your understanding of theater and cinema then you'll be you'll be fine if you just kind of want to splurge a little bit. But other than that, you can wait till it comes on Amazon or yeah. HBO or anything like that. Yeah, and, and I think that the actress you were talking about was Helen McCrory. Who? Yes, she was wonderful. She <laughs> don't don't mess around with her. That's all oh, I gotta say. Oh no no no. Uh, now for for my my recommendation, I agree with what you said, Ref. In that, I would suggest that you watch this. From the comfort of your home. Okay. That would be my strong suggestion. Because I found myself drifting away from this movie every now and then. I (laughs) thought it was a little long-winded. And it didn't really progress in the most compelling of ways. But was it bad? Absolutely not. (laughs) So if you want to see some actors who know how to do their jobs... And you like kind of the story. You just want to be swept up in the 1940s. Get a, get some of the tensions going, but not too much. This is fine. I mean, at the end, you'll go, okay, we're here. Uh, fine. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I was. We I, was I was like, what? You took me to this? This? Yeah, it, it was a bit abrupt, but it wasn't. <laughs> it didn't shock me that it happened that way. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, this isn't the greatest. It isn't the finest. But it certainly is but it's their finest. <laughs> yeah, it's an adequate movie for this genre. Oh, well, you can catch their finest in a theater near you this Friday on April 7th. Or maybe you want to wait and watch it with your cup of tea. Yeah, and biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the pick of the week. Oh my goodness, everybody, guess what? What? The ref has a pick of the week. Is this right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and it's good. It is good. This is the much hyped, much buzzed about, much 
applauded. Get out. And Wait, if you don't, are you telling me to get out? No, no, <laughs> no. I well, look. <laughs> this we all know. I mean, look. If you don't, if you haven't heard of this, yes, you can get out now. <laughs> we know this is written and produced and directed by Jordan Peele in his debut as a director. Yes, from King Peele, him. It is a comedy horror film. Hmm, interesting mm. genre choice. And it stars Daniel Kaluuya, Allison Williams from Girls, Bradley Whitford, whom we know, Stephen Root, <laughs> Keith Stanfield, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry Jones, and more. And this is has something to do with guess who's coming to dinner, but it's a different kind of dinner. It's, it's a, a different kind of dinner. <laughs> now, listen, yeah. this is the quick version. If you want to listen to my whole review, you can check that out on the website. We yep. dare you but to give you the very brief gist we have chris washington who is a photographer very well accomplished black man who's dating the allison williams character rose armitage mm. now they've been dating for about four months and it's time for him to meet the family however Uh-oh. she does not tell her family that he's black Oh, oh. <laughs> she is white. <laughs> so on their way there, he has some reservations about that. But on the way there, they he starts to experience what it is like to be the only black person in a white world. But mm. little does he know that in the opening scene, there was a young black man played by Atlanta's, you, you know, your boy. Um, Keith Stanfield. Yes, that's right. Keith Stanfield. He somehow gets abducted in the town. He's <laughs> normal black and then he gets abducted. So we know going into the town, it's a very strange town. He gets pulled over by the cops and mm. all of that dynamic happens. And she is all about protecting her man. Oh. Well, to fast forward, once he starts to meet the family, he sees that there are some strange inconsistencies about the people there. And we as the audience find out that he is in the middle of a very strange orchestrated circumstance. The question is, oh my goodness. can Chris Washington find out in time to get out? Because every <laughs> black person in that town is very odd and strange. If you've seen the trailer, you see the strangeness. They're not quite themselves. And you find out in this movie why and how. So oh. that's the gist of the plot. Does Chris get out or not? Now, the actual uh, snippet review, listen, this is a horror film with consciousness. It is a woke horror film oh, my with goodness. some comedic um, things. It's not very long. It's basically, you know, a quick in and out like a horror film should be. When you go into there, don't worry if you're not a horror film kind of person. It's fine. There are some a couple gruesome scenes, but more or less, this is a thriller. Yeah. It is um, a psychological thriller. And you find out, even in the trailer, what kind of psychology some of the white people of that town are using on the black folks. The performances, <laughs> listen, to me, I have to say this, Catherine Keener was in a different movie. I mean, she's bringing it. She is like, it's Catherine Keener, yeah. It's like, I was like, whoa, what, she's definitely different. But other than that, everybody else does what they're supposed to do. They pay their dues. They go through and deliver this very woke, very conscious, very relevant uh, horror film. Now, is it the greatest thing you'll ever see? I don't know. That depends on how woke you want to be. <laughs> so, everybody, Get Out is certainly in a theater near you. If you haven't seen it yet, what are you waiting for? Get out and get a ticket. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.